Oh, and I'm Andrea. And this and- is... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's wait. Tell me everything. Right. I was going right. to say, pause, rewind. Pause, rewind, edit. <laughs> edit something. that out. Okay. Edit that out. Yeah. We're not going to edit it out. <clears throat> We're not going to edit that out. <laughs> we, we don't edit anything out. Because, you know, it, this is this podcast is, is kind of like... A phone call. You don't edit a phone call. You, you just... don't edit a phone call. What? Well, this is America. We don't edit phone calls. It's oh, just geez. raw and uncensored. Oh, yeah. That's what this podcast is. <laughs> raw and uncensored. <laughs> Speaking, I was going to say, like, raw and uncensored. So, the viral thing, that uh-huh. the real viral thing that's going on on the internet, we can't talk about because it's X-rated. So oh, um, I don't I don't even know about that. And why should you? Why should you? If I, why should I? If it's X rated, I really have no business. No, no, no. I all. have a very PG life. Mm-hmm. G even on most days. <laughs> and that's how I would want my pastor to. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. You don't want an R-rated pastor. No, that would be something different. That, w- that would be not something be right. other than a pastor, yeah. So, yeah, so I definitely don't um, know what the X, what any X-rated business. I'll briefly talk about what it was and then move on to what I'm going to really talk about. So, um, yeah, so, okay. um, yeah, today was kind of crazy. Yesterday was insane, but... Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, yesterday, I was like, again, my personal thing, just the continuing saga uh, of my car. It's just always something. Man, your little car just doesn't want to win. It doesn't. I was like, Daddy, what are you doing? Like, what is happening? Like, or, what, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing to me? Leave me alone. Stop it. Ah, this is supposed to be the good car. Right, and I, every time I think about that, I think about you, like, saying she keeps yeah. the good car. And I'm like, this is the good car. This is the good car. Oh, I mean, your other no. one was already giving you trouble. At least this one at the time was acting right. Yeah, it's mad about being in Atlanta, apparently, I guess. Because, like, there were no issues prior to leaving yeah. California. That's probably None at is. all. It doesn't like that big peach on its back end, on its behind. Oh, it started acting crazy before that happened, so, oh no. <laughs> that just happened, so it's been acting crazy all year. I put more money in that car in the past year than, well, I ever had, because it wasn't my car, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, straighten it out, straighten it out. Then ever, because you didn't ever. ever. <laughs> this was not my car. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Rough. 
okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, oh, before that, like, oh, Black History Month has ended. Oh, so sad. But you know what? Um, nonetheless, I made a second trip to Wakanda today just to to pour a little out for Black History Month. Yeah, well, I made one this week as well on Tuesday. I was sick nice. as a dog all weekend through, like, Wednesday. But somehow I made it out. <laughs> somehow, some way. <laughs> that was, like, my one activity for the day. And I'm sorry if I um, cough. I don't have any cough drops handy. I don't know why I don't have any cough drops, but they might be coughing. Okay, um, they might be coughing. Yeah, I'm just ill prepared today. I was like, I do have some water, but you know, water help. Um, I'll see how it goes. But yeah, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Thank you for helping make Black History Month 2018 epic. Lit, lit, yeah, lit, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I tell you about the whole lit thing. So we are on Instagram. If you're not, you know, following us on, on Instagram, please do. At wait, and... tell me pod. Yeah. What? No. <laughs> I was like, what, what did I say? <laughs> no, I was, no. Um, so, like, one of the our followers, like, commented, like, on this episode 10 post. He was uh-huh. like, it was, like, lit with, like, three fire emojis or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, why? Thank you. Why? Pop, Thank you. Pop sir. my collar. Thank pop you. My imaginary, non-existent <laughs> collar. Non-existent yes. collar. Brush off my shoulders. Yes, no dust. Brush, brush. <laughs> yes. Dust, dust. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And also shout out to one Dina who has been listening and commenting. Oh. Thank you very much, Dina. Dina. For Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you yes. for listening. Terrific. Alrighty. Yeah. So, um, what news is going on? Okay. So I have, as usual, two very divergent news <laughs> stories. I'll start. <laughs> I'll start with a bigger, more uh, somber one, um, which, as um, you and um, most of the, uh, anyone who's not under a rock knows, uh, Reverend Billy Graham. Uh, passed away last Wednesday at the ripe age of 99. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's been um, just, you know, just a ton of sort of uh, re- remembrances of his life and his ministry and this um, his legacy, essentially, as what he, you know, c- came to be known as America's pastor. Okay, and, um, one second. How yeah. amazing is like two of your news stories? There's a tie to the crown. Like they had that whole uh, thing about him on the crown this season. That is I too know. crazy. It was crazy, and I thought of that too. That the, you know that the tie into the crown um, with regard to Billy Graham was just so. I was like, how? T- I mean, obviously, <laughs> he didn't go. Yeah, oh, that was it. Time <laughs> for me it. to go. I'm time for me to make my exit. Yeah, time for me to go, but. Just, just the timeliness of it was just interesting that, you know, I think a lot of people um, learned about that whole um, kind of the, the international influence that he had. Because I think here, um, Americans, I think our age and upward, were very well aware of his mm-hmm. relationship with, you know, presidents as far beginning as far mm-hmm. back as Truman. Basically, every president has um, 
had consulted a, uh, him. Cons- yeah, consultations with him and, and, and uh, invited him to the White House at various times. Um, but, you know, I don't think a lot of people had an awareness of sort of his international um, I didn't influence. Yeah. And so and I and I definitely didn't know that um, the Queen of England was so um, taken with his ministry. Yeah. Um, so that was that was very, very cool to kind of um, to watch that and to see um, sort of um, how how far reaching his ministry was. Mm. And um, and especially in a in a place like England or with the Queen of England, with, you know, the Church of England being um, so much different, you know, so, mm. um, you know, I mean, Protestant in their own way, in terms of how they, you know, broke away from the Catholic Church, but um, also still very much uh, a highly liturgical, um, mm. um, definitely um, not um, a mainline, you know, American Christian church like you might think of. So I love how um, they had like the Queen Mother, like, oh my God, look at them carrying on and fainting and crying and whatnot. Like, <laughs> right. What is happening? Yeah, so it was yeah. Just, like so foreign to them. Yeah, very much so. I mean, he definitely had a much more uh, charismatic following, mm-hmm. um, and and even in his preaching, especially um, in mm. his youth, um, was a very charismatic preacher. So um, yeah, so he um, so today's Thursday. So yesterday um, he uh, he uh, laid in honor in the Capitol Rotunda for a day long mm. memorial, and it's that is a you know obviously it's a huge honor that's reserved for only certain people and he's actually mm-hmm. the only the fourth private citizen in american history to lie in honor at the united states capitol uh the last person was rosa parks back in 2005 um, mm-hmm. in terms of pri- private citizens so um and even amongst all who have lain in um a state um in the in the u.s capital there's only like a total of i think 30 some 31 32 mm-hmm. so it's a very small number of people uh who receive this honor and even smaller number um who are private citizens and not actually in public life um right. in terms of um serving um so like civil servants so mm-hmm. um so it was it was really beautiful um as always these memorials are, and there were just a lot of really loving um, tributes that were given to him. And um, George W. Bush actually wrote this really lovely piece in the Wall Street Journal where he details how he met uh, Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. And he basically uh, writes how he was the reason that he began his serious <clears throat> walk of faith. And it was also, he calls it the start of the end of my drinking. Mm. Um, so how just he was this pivotal uh, person who played um, this role in his life that really changed things dramatically for the better, um, both in terms of his own uh, uh, practice of religion for himself and then also um, just, you know, um, improving his life as a, as a man, as a husband mm-hmm. and as a father. Um, and then um, there were several speakers, of course, um, Paul Ryan, um, President Trump, uh, various other senators, um, were, you know, gave words. But in this article that I'm looking at, um, which is from the New York Times, um, one of the sweetest things was um, this. They interviewed a gentleman who's an immigrant from Liberia, 48 mm. years old. 
His name is Sekou Austin Davis. And yesterday he slipped away from his job as a physical security worker at the Capitol to pay his respects to Mr. Graham. And he told the story about when he was a little boy, his father, who would later be in Liberia, um, executed in a military coup, took him to see Mr. Graham preach. Mm. And um, kind of the effect that had on him as a young boy and how he was, um, you know, just felt blessed to be able to um, to honor honor him and um, by uh, paying his respects at the Capitol. Mm. Um, so that was really special. And then um, just, you know, people from all around. He also, um, they also had a similar um, uh, memorial where people were able to walk past his casket um, in North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, um, and there's, uh, you know, just several uh, people from all around came in um, to see and, um, and be able to pay their respects. And there was family on hand, Graham family on hand at both um, events uh, in order to greet the mourners and to uh, receive the condolences from them. One of them was Will Graham, who's for- now 43 years old and resides in Asheville, North Carolina. And he was almost speechless as he surveyed the crowds. He said, it's mm. overwhelming to see the love that my granddaddy has. Mm. Um, so, you know, um, that's, uh, that's the bigger story. But one of the things that I, you know, again, me and my like sort of uh, quirky things that I uh, focus in on, I was very curious about his casket because it is beautiful. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I saw casket. a little story about it and I was like, I know Andrea is going to talk about this, so I'm not yes, going to read it. Yes, yes, yes. So I was very interested in his casket because I was like, that casket is dope. Like it was so, it was so simple, but it was, and but in its simplicity, it was so beautiful that I was like, okay, I'm wondering if there's more to this. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, <laughs> there is. Um, Mr. Graham's simple coffin was made by inmates at uh, the Louisiana State Penitentiary in Angola. And so um, the story that I found comes out of a Kansas City uh, website, kansascity.com. And it's the handiwork of a prison inmate named Grasshopper. Um, his actual, his full name is Richard Grasshopper Liggett and other prisoners at the Angola, Louisiana Penitentiary, which is known as the Alcatraz of the South. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the Graham's family request, the prisoners' names are wood-burned onto the inside of the casket. And it's made of a pine plywood. There's a mattress that lines the inside, and then the prisoners nailed a very simple wooden cross to the top of the casket. And so the way this all came about was that Franklin Graham, Billy's son, um, saw the caskets back in 2005 during a visit to the prison. And he was struck by the simplicity of the boxes and how they were constructed, how the plywood was treated and the way they lined the bedding. It's literally like they lined with, with bedding from Walmart. Mm. Um, and um, in talking with the warden there, um, he, he said, you know, um, this is one of my, this is one my dad will want to be buried in. It's so plain, but it's built by prisoners. We've got to have these basically was the comment. Um, so Graham, um, 
Franklin Graham ordered six coffins um, at that time. So this is back in 2005. So his mother, Ruth, is actually buried in one exactly the same. Mm. Um, you know, she, she passed away in 2007. And so the, uh, the warden there, his name is Burl Kane, and he said, this was a great honor because this is a great man of God and he wants an inmate to build his coffin and get the inmate preachers involved and it's mind-boggling. It sends a great message. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he explained how this whole prison, the, this prison's casket-making program started. And it, this is actually really touching as well. It says back in 95, um, was uh, Kane's first year at the helm of this maximum security prison. And he watched as a group of prisoners um, were burying a fellow inmate. The inmate's name was Joseph Siegel. And uh, Siegel was one of the poor inmates in terms of, you know, his background, the family that he came from. So he was buried inside of a cardboard box. Mm. And as the casket was lowered, his body fell out of the bottom of the casket and when the pallbearers were, began shoveling dirt into the grave, the top of the box collapsed. So he says that knowing that most of Angola's inmates will die in prison, he came up with a plan for a more dignified send-off. And what he says is, I told them, men, you're going to die here, and we've got to do this with dignity. Y'all are going to build a coffin, and it's going to be a nice coffin. When you die, you've served your sentence, and there's no reason for anybody to kick your body. And so that's how the whole thing got started. And the prisoners pray over the caskets as they build them. And they said that there were many prayers said over the Graham's caskets. Um, And um, the quote with regard to that, he says, they would pray before they started every day and ask that God would anoint their work because this was a very serious thing. Billy Graham was a human. He wasn't God but he was one of the godliest humans on the earth. They took it very seriously. So, um, so that's, that's the story behind how, you know, they even came to know about these uh, caskets and why the casket building program was started at Angola. And basically the caskets that they made for the Graham family are exactly the same as the ones that they make for the prisoners who die there. Um, the Graham family didn't request any special upgrades with very little modifications, only because they had uh, would have to transport it from, obviously, North Carolina to Washington and then back to Charlotte. Um, but, um, yeah, so there's um, – they, they will um, – uh, Graham will be buried next to his wife in the prayer garden at the Billy Graham Library. Mm. And um, – the, um, the quote from the guy, uh, Grasshopper, the prisoner um, who was actually uh, has since passed away, um, is said to, he's said to have said, I want to tell you that Grasshopper said when he made Billy's, Billy Graham's casket, Billy Graham is a simple man who preached a simple message. He must be buried in a simple casket. Mm. So that I thought was such a... So just such a cool thing, just this whole idea of um, I've always I'm always interested in how people um, choose to be uh, laid to rest. And um, and I just thought it was just so uh, like it was so striking how simple it was, yet it was really just beautiful, clearly beautifully made. And the fact that it's this prisoner like program 
um, that's meant for prisoners. And, you know, he preached this, you know, this gospel of um, freedom and liberation and just kind of all the themes that are like, kind of, you know, it's just, it's very cool. I just was really taken by that. So um, uh, mm. I be- believe this, um, he was going to, um, through this morning, he was uh, laying in state and then he will be taken back to North Carolina um, to be buried alongside his wife. Hmm. Yep. So right. I'm still stuck on one thing. But, what's that? Uh, I'm still stuck on the fact that the prisoners are buried at the jail. Yes. Where mm-hmm. did you think they're buried? Well, I feel like just because you're in prison doesn't mean that you don't have families. So yeah, I've... I think that if you have a family, you can't. Like, I think it's. I think that it's more of a question of whether or for whether or not you have a family. Because I, my understanding mm-hmm. is that if you're a prisoner who has family who's you know invested and seen about you or whatever, then you your remains will be released when you okay. when yeah, you that's die. What, I was just like, huh? What's happening? Okay, I was confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I think that there's a large. I mean, especially mm, at Angola, I can imagine. Yeah. you know, there's lots of people who probably outlive their families um, through their prison stay. Uh, and then, you know, depending on whatever kind what of their crime was, they what may... their crime was or <laughs> what their family dynamic was. I mean, you know, let's face it, if you're doing hard time at, in Angola, um, you probably yeah. didn't have an idyllic um, childhood. Um, and so okay. there might not be, you know. But so I think there's there's enough of them who do actually die there without any that they need to do that they need to. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I think it's just I mean, I think that that the quote about this, you know, you're going to die here. And by the time you die, you will have served your sentence. And like that, that really ought to be the end of it. There shouldn't be further, Mm -hmm. um, you know, (laughs) further punishment by like not even honoring the remains of just another human being, just, you know, at that point. a cardboard box like that was just heartbreaking to even um mm. you know imagine so because i think no matter how evil a person becomes or the things that they do at one point they were born uh-huh. and they were you know the sweet innocent child you know what i mean sure. so it's kind of like you know for a number of reasons people do and end up the way that they end up and doing uh-huh. terrible things but at the beginning like you're you know your mom's baby or you know whoever yeah. you know you're uh-huh. her baby so yeah um so huh. yeah there should be that level of dignity at the beginning and mm-hmm. end of life and um, yeah. i'm glad to know that that um that you know the warden in angola you know agrees and that that's something that he's he's looked um to take care of so rest in peace, mm-hmm. Billy Graham, and our condolences yes. to the Graham family, um, mm-hmm. who, um, you know, who have now lost both their mother and their father, which is um, a horrible as, thing. A horrible hard. thing. Very hard, <laughs> as um, we both are well aware. Yeah. Yep. So that was my somber story. Yeah. God, what a way to. I know. I know. Bring me but... down. Not bring you down. Well, this isn't necessarily going to bring you up, but it's... okay. I'm like, it's March, so you know, March is hard for me. So I'm already like, and then somebody else is already talking about death 
today at work, and I'm just like, okay, can you just not? I do that that's at work. At your job, right? Which is like, what is happening <laughs> right here? Like, this is not a usual topic of conversation. So yeah, it, it was just odd, and I was like, oh gosh, just cut it out right now. Stop it. Okay. Take yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in other news, <laughs> on mm. Sunday, March 11th, set your DVRs, folks, <laughs> because Fox will air O.J. Simpson, The Lost Confession. Yep, you mm. heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> Apparently. The, <laughs> the infamous interview um, with O.J. Simpson where he describes a quote-unquote hypothetical account of the night his ex-wife Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman were murdered. Um, Fox will be featuring um, his disturbing description of what might have happened on the night of June 12, 1994, which Simpson gave during an in-depth interview with Judith Reagan back in 2006. So has this uh, been released before or they're just now releasing? No, it's they've been um, on ice um, all this time. Why? So um, I don't know. It just says that they find they will they will air on television after being shelved 12 years ago. And I don't necessarily understand why they were shelved 12 years ago or why it wasn't why they weren't previously released. Oh, you know, was it because of because this is like the premise of that book he came out like if I did it. Was it because of something that I know the Goldman's, I think, have something to do with like the proceeds of that book? I think they get it, uh, or maybe well, they, they the did something. Of anything. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe uh, they had something to do with like it not airing or something back then. I don't know. Well, the the, the only quote that from Fox that says anything with regard to where, the, where it was says, for over a decade, the tapes of that infamous interview were lost until now, but it doesn't seem. Oh. Like- that I'm like, that seems like really unlikely. And yeah. <laughs> the Al Capone's vault or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but it says Simpson's explosive words will be heard as he answers the questions that gripped the nation during the notorious trial of the century. So it's actually going to be a two hour special on Fox hosted by Soledad O'Brien. And she's going to have like a panel of analysts who'll discuss the interview as well as the historic case. Um, the broadcast will feature limited commercial interruptions, and this is interesting, I thought, in favor instead of public service announcements on domestic violence awareness. <laughs> so He's still getting exciting. out soon, right? He's out, girl. He's been out. He's been out since October. Oh, okay. I keep thinking this upcoming October, but yeah, I think, yes. Okay. You know what it was? He it His release was the same night as the Vegas shooting. Like they were literally on, it was he, and so his, and he was, he was also like, there was a bunch, and it was a whole thing about how there was all these reporters that were there, like waiting for him to be released, you know, but they did, they did a really good job of doing like a really hush hush, like midnight. It was like a midnight release from prison. So that was your police release people like it, weird hours right and they went out of their way in this case to you know make sure that he didn't um that he was that it was you know not publicized and you know very few people knew it so there were some reporters that were there 
um, but very few. And then of those few that were there, a bunch took off to the strip to <laughs> go cover the shooting. Um, so literally it was happening like right on each other's heels, both events. And so it got completely overshadowed okay, um, by that mass shooting. I remember October. October, I was, yeah. like, I was thinking, I was like, is it this year? But no, that's Ray Carruth. So he was October. Oh, yeah, so year. he's out and about. Um, so obviously there's been a lot of renewed uh, interest in the whole case um, in the past, like, you know, two years or whatever, especially with uh, the documentary. Yeah, the anniversary. Then you had the uh, Oscar-winning documentary, O.J. Made in America, and then that miniseries oh. on FX, The People vs. O.J. Both of those were so good. Oh, my gosh. He was... I was like, I knew very little about O.J. Simpson. You know, I've heard stories, you know, here and there about people who have met him or whatever. But mm-hmm. I was like, he was just the worst. Oh, the he worst. He was the worst. The worst. Just the worst. Just an awful... I mean, and obviously he still is. He's not dead. So he is the worst person. Um, and he's a murderer out free now. Um, mm. So um, while he was um, exonerated for the murders of Brown and Simpson, um, Brown Simpson and Goldman, um, a civil suit obviously later found him liable for their deaths and forced mm-hmm. him to pay $33.5 million in restitution to the victim's families. Therefore, any proceeds or profit that comes from the release of this interview, um, he will not see because it'll be, um, ba- I mean, he, he basically is not allowed to make any money. No, any uh, money he makes, it goes to, to them. It goes to, um, yeah, the Brown family and the mm-hmm. uh, Goldman family, as well it should because... Mm-hmm. Um, you killed their children. You killed their children. And um, juries didn't know what DNA was. DNA was, yeah. So <laughs> that's basically. I mean, that's basically it. I mean, if the timing of that had been even just a few years later, mm-hmm. um, he would still be serving the rest of his life in prison for those for that double homicide. But unfortunately, um, that's not how it happened. And so instead, he did nine years of a thirty-year sentence for that botched robbery, and now he's back out on the streets so and i try to figure out there are still women who date him and i was just like Uh -uh. did you not Uh -uh. see okay yeah never mind yeah no maybe i don't know i don't know i don't understand that but um it's really a, a travesty of justice in terms of um you know someone who who really ought to be paying for his crimes but there you have it. So, March 11th, Fox. Uh, watch, watch, watch him basically confess on the tape. Sure, because it doesn't matter now. Because it doesn't matter now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's already... A hypothetical account of what might have happened. Yeah, I'm like, he's mm-hmm. already been mm-hmm. proclaimed double, double of yeah. those mm-hmm. crimes. Not guilty, rather, not innocent. Not yeah, not um, innocent. Just so not yeah, March eleventh. Well, today also, mm-hmm. um, this first day of Women's History Month, um, the scandal, um, why um, murder was the case of crossover episode is today. Oh yes, 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 yes. I'm very excited about how they're gonna bring um, Olivia Pope onto the. Uh, 
the craziness that um, is um, what's the real name of the show? Murder was the case. Um, how to get away with murder? How do we get away with murder? Yeah. So yeah, that should be interesting to see how Shonda Rhimes combines her two uh, Thursday night babies into one big and baby. And my thing is like. I don't watch it, so I was I was like, oh gosh, this is gonna be so confusing me because I don't watch it anymore. Oh my so. gosh, it's so crazy. I mean, it's like it's not even that it's good. It's just so crazy that I feel compelled it's like to like a soap opera. Yeah, it is like a soap opera. It's very much like one of it's it's very much yeah, a, like a, a nighttime soap where I just I'm feel really compelled to. Yeah, it's just yeah. Oh, but the other thing that comes out too, again, Atlanta premieres Yay. tonight. Yes. I yes. try to watch that sometime. I'm going to have to <laughs> wait for it to. Last time, the only reason I got to see the first season was because they dropped it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to wait again, just like I'm waiting for them to drop the most recent season of Queen Sugar on mm. uh, Hulu as well because that's the only reason I got to see that so I'm like come on Hulu bring me my shows yeah also the last day of Black History Month they dropped the um American the crime story with Tupac and Biggie that dropped I, um, too okay. so I was like there's so many things I was like I'm still so I kind of caught a reason why I was kind of late you know getting started tonight is I got caught up watching um Top Chef mm. And so I was just like, okay, this is my chance to watch at least an episode. I'm going to sit here and watch an episode because this is my chance. So I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, and it was right before I think the finale was like the next episode, but I was like, it's getting late. I have to go home. But the Voltagios were on. Oh, your favorite. You love those guys. They're, I love them. They're so adorable. <laughs> Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. And I was like, wow. their food is so good. Love them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was, yeah, so kind of snudged into your TV thing. Must see TV. I was like, there's some more must see TV. There's a lot of must see TV. More than I can tell you. More than I can see or have time for. Okay, like, you know, I know you're just like, oh, my God. I love drag queens. So, RuPaul's Drag Race is on, oh, like, an God. all-star season. You and, and the drag queens. They're so talented. <laughs> <laughs> I they do hair and makeup and make <sighs> their costumes and they sing and dance. and look. It's just so much. It's a whole lot. <laughs> but it's, like, everything I love in just one and then, like, they're catty, and there's, like, lots of shade being thrown around here, there, oh, and everywhere. God. Like, one, oh, my God, is this queen from Texas. She's black. Her name is Kennedy. And she talks real slow. And she's like, I don't think we should do that. It it just cracks me up. <laughs> oh, uh, she just cracks. She's so good, though. But, yeah, she... Somehow they were doing like some performance, and she somehow flipped onto like um a speaker, and I was like, "What?" I had to like rewind it. I was like, "What did she just do? Like, how is that like a thing that anyone?" Okay, so yeah. So anyway, like so that's oh, 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. So anyway, enough of TV. The viral okay. box. So okay. The viral thing that we can't discuss or we're not going to get into um, because (laughs) it's it's X-rated literally Uh is is that um, Nicki Minaj's um, long-term ex, well he's her ex now, but he was her long-term boyfriend, Safari. Now he's on reality shows and whatnot. His name is Safari? Yeah. And apparently um, he was S-A-F-A R-E-E or something like that. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> his, no. name is, his name is Safari spelled weird. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, he's Jamaican. I don't know what the <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the cultural significance I don't know if that's like a thing. So I'm not going to talk about his name. Because right, I don't know if that's a thing. You know, so sure. maybe, you know. But okay. um, Safari. And he um, apparently um New pictures of him leaked, and people were like, Well, this is why Nicki Minaj stayed with him for so long, even though she clearly was so tired of him because, like, she was just usually like outwardly like annoyed with him all the time because he's kind of dumb and so, um, it says stupid things. So now the whole world has found out why she pretty much stayed with him and tolerated him for so long. So, yeah. So I was just Just like, oh my god, why is this so cute a thing? But yeah, so that was the, that's the one that has been the talk of everything on uh, Instagram. But the thing that we're going to talk about, Uh again, Black History Month, um, is an NYU student who complained after um, a Black History Month meal um, in the dining hall um, consisted of barbecue ribs, macaroni and cheese, collard greens, red Kool-Aid, and watermelon juice. So, okay. her thing was cornbread, I think that yams too, or whatever, yams too. And so she was like, okay, the menu was interesting. She was like, but the most interesting part, I was like, that sound, that meal sounds delicious. And if someone gave me that meal <laughs> any day that, of the week, I'd say thank I, you. I would say moving. thank you. But I agree with her where they lost it was with the red Kool-Aid and the watermelon juice. I was like, come mm-hmm. on now, buddy. Come on. Come on and buddy. so she said she went up to like, you know, the head, you know, the operations manager, the head cook, and you know, told them you know, you know, she had an issue <laughs> with uh-huh. the menu. Um, and the head cook told her, black people put this menu together and uh-huh. assured me that it was not racially insensitive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, skip problem. Uh, first of all, you can't tell me what I'm going to be offended by or what is and is not racially <laughs> offensive so that's strike number one and then he tried to blame it on some black people oh yeah there's some black people put that together so that's that and then the operations manager was like are you offended or something Uh is what you know he told her and Uh so she basically was like um it's 2018 there's no excuse. Like, people know about negative racial connotations and, you know, Kool-Aid and watermelon and that, um, you know, that's racially insensitive and 
There's no reason to be acting like you don't have a clue about this. And like this is like, oh my God, what are you talking about? I've never heard of such a thing. She's like, really? Like for real. So she um, you know, kind of wrote information. It it went viral, her email that she sent to um different deans of the schools and uh-huh. um eventually I believe it got to the president. So um the interesting thing is the NYU paper later learned that the employees responsible for the planning of the meal, who do you think it was? The Not- head chef uh-huh. and the operations manager that both had things to say. One who blamed it that they were black people who came up with it. Who basically said, we got all the, all the black people yeah, came up with that. And the operations manager who was like, are you offended? They're both white. Okay. They did come up with the menu. Uh-huh. And so for a while, when people thought, you know, when this article came, first came out, people were like, you know, why is she trying to mess up a good thing? That sounds so good. Da, 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 da. And, you know, she being sensitive, you know, there are black people, you know, and I was like, you know, it would be different if there are white people. I was like, yes, it is different if there's white people doing it than if it's black people. I'm sorry. It's different. And, like, the watermelon juice and the red Kool-Aid, that's just starting the line. I would not do that. As a black person, if I did a black... um history month meal mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe i would but i, I don't know i don't know it's it just know. like it's touchy it's and it's a, like i think that's the difference is that me. yeah that's the thing it's just you know i don't know it's funny it's making because we had this exact same problem at my job like about three years ago um and um somebody it, it was i mean we didn't have kool-aid and black watermelon juice that's what i'm saying like that's Kind of right. put it over the edge. Right. I mean, it, yeah, definitely. Especially, I mean, I mean, I feel like especially the watermelon juice is sort of like it's too much. Oh, the, and then like... he was like, oh, we always do flavored water. She's like, yes, with like lime and pineapple and maybe apple. She's like, but watermelon isn't even in season. You right. have to go out of your way. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny, but like it, what the difference was that my job um, so somebody took offense and it, but it, and it was like, you know, I mean, it, it was basically like a Southern meal. Like it was, um, they had, um, I don't even remember, but it, it was a similar menu. Like there was, it, mm-hmm. it was like Southern meal. There was like a choice of like, uh, ribs and, um, like, um, slow cooked beans and corn and collard greens and, you know, whatever. And, you know. So, but somebody took offense that they called that Black History the Black History Month lunch or whatever, you know. Um, and to and, me, that's not offensive because I was like, that is a cultural thing. Right, like our that, food and, is cultural. Like that's fine, celebrate it. Let's right, and I was like, it. if you go to a Seoul restaurant, that's what you're expecting to be on the menu. Like you're expecting to have these things offered to you. Right, <laughs> if I selected. go to Busy Bees and they serve me some couscous. I mean, like what the heck is this? Where is my rice and gravy? <laughs> right, exactly. So I was like, but what was different then was, you know, she, so that it was the same thing. They put in a complaint and it went all the way up to the CEO or whatever. And, you know, and then they brought in the, you know, our, our cafeteria, like manager and like food planner is a black woman. Like, and so she was like, I planned this menu. Like, these are all things that I, you know, Whatever, like so it was so then like folks didn't know what to do <laughs> because they were like um well you know they were sort of caught in this like 
is it any different now that you know that it's you know this woman who is like it was kind of her like she felt bad that somebody took it the wrong way but she felt like she was doing her part to like you know promote honor this food yeah Yeah. and i'm like like i said i think it it's totally different because it goes to intentions and knowing the fact that what these people like straight up lied it proves the point that they were being racially trying to be offensive because the fact that they lied about it Mm. you know what i mean i just feel like it kind of goes to that point where i feel like i don't know there's just so many issues at play for this for me it's part of you know, us being overly sensitive about, as white people being overly sensitive about some things, Uh um, kind of trying to separate ourselves from, like, you know, I told you, like, gosh, I was in my 20s, I had a friend who did not want me to, like, eat fried chicken or watermelon in public. I was like, I'm gonna eat whatever I I want to eat. Like, I don't care. And it wasn't even, like, regular I think we were at the Grand Lux I was eating like a what drinking a watermelon martini and like having some kind of fancy fried whatever chicken (laughs) they have it had at the Grand Lux and I was just like um oh yeah I'm just sitting on yeah very you know jigaboo like right here now I was like (laughs) I don't care like and I know my grandfather didn't like you know, like watermelon fried chicken, you know, kind of like the same reasons, and I, he like wouldn't eat them, and I'm just like, I'm not doing that, like, I'm gonna eat what I want to eat, like, please give me, and like, it's really different here because, you know, like so much of you know, those traditional soul food meals are uh-huh. because, you know, the history of the South, and, uh-huh. you know, we were the cooks and all of this stuff. Sure. It's so ingrained in, like, Southern cuisine, like, there's very little separation. Sure. So it's very just, like, Southern cuisine and not necessarily tied to Black people or whatever. But right. so, it's just, it was just very annoying to me. So I feel like some people need to not be so sensitive and then other uh-huh. t- you know like this just embrace our culture like all aspects of it and right um and then white people stop doing stupid stuff or or actually like and like or actually like genuinely consult somebody like you know i don't know if they set out to be offensive oh i have a, another comment from their company but go on okay so I don't know if they set out to be offensive or if they got caught being stupid and lied because they got caught being stupid or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like it could be a combination okay. of all of that, you know, because I feel like, yeah, sometimes when you get, you know, like you get, you know, caught doing something stupid, you're like, oh, no, that's not what happened. And of course, then your lie gets find out, found out. Yeah. But, you nice. know, the whole thing is just like consult somebody, like talk to somebody, because if you are genuinely able to say like, look, like we, you know, we, it it was something that we were trying to do we talked to people who we thought like could help inform our process and this is what we all came up with then yeah you know you can't you know people you can't please everybody there like at my job there is is always gonna be somebody who's takes it the wrong way or feels like it's coming from a bad place or whatever you can't really control for all factors but you can control for some because, you know, any, like, handful of Black folks would have been like, yeah, let's take the watermelon juice and the Kool-Aid off the menu. <laughs> right. So the employees, the head chef and the operations manager, they were fired without conversation with NYU because they worked for Aramark. Oh, okay. And so Aramark stated 
We have zero tolerance for any employee who does not hear, adhere to our values or contradicts our longstanding commitment to diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Employees at NYU who acted independently and did not follow our approved plan for the celebration of Black History Month have been terminated and are no longer with the company. With wow. the company. So it's like they had a plan. There was a plan in place. In yeah. place. And all you had to do, geniuses, yeah. was follow it. Don't strike out on your own. Don't try to do, mix it up. Yeah. Just do, if you work for a big corporation like that, just do what they tell you to yeah, do. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there are some other things happening with NYU or whatever about uh-huh. this. So I can't remember. And I forgot to write that part down because I was like, this is getting too long. But um, yeah, so Aramark issued a statement. NYU issued you know, a statement. I think, like you said, like they're going to have some... Um, like student leaders or you know people um kind of have input uh-huh. with these sorts of things with this you know type of thing so sure yeah because yeah. otherwise you're going to end up like us because we have not had a black history lunch since then just that's the moral of the story at my job like now they don't do anything like they don't acknowledge black history month at all and the thing is like and who and who gets who has to pay for that? Right, I don't get a nice fried chicken lunch once a month, once a year. Oh gosh, why do I have to suffer? Why do I have to suffer because <laughs> you're offended when you go home and make fried chicken and collard greens? <laughs> you girl. know you had, you know you had fried chicken and collard greens this week. Stop playing! <laughs> Stop playing! Now I can't have none. Thank you so much anonymous person. Andrea didn't have a black mama to make I her collard greens mama, and black eyed man. So I look forward to the cafeteria making it for me. So <laughs> I'm messing up my stuff. Dang it. I can't. <laughs> People. Relax. Let me have my chicken. The blacks. Well, it's like I wish you, you, well when you come out here, you are gonna Ooh, be Lord, man. just I know, thrown I all the chicken. And I want to go back to that place that we went. Whew, I haven't been back since that was. Oh like, my! What's the name? It was Busy Bees. I oh, already mentioned it early. Oh, was yeah. that the place? Okay, golly, mm-hmm. that was some. Those fried we, green tomatoes were so good. Oh, they were some of the best I've ever had. But we do need to go to Mary Max Tea Room, too, at some point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, like all those places. That I'm like, all, all, good that, all that. All that. Like, um, I'm doing all this good eating all this month so that when I get to Atlanta, I can be a little piglet. Oh, gosh. That's what I should be doing. It's so hard. It's so hard here to eat healthy. Oh, man. Y'all don't have no healthy food. I mean, we do, but it's like so like hard to it's find. It's like an oasis in the middle of a desert. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, there's like a little vegan place. Or, oh, I'm going to go. Excuse me. Oh, Lord. I'm going to go to the <laughs> acai bowl place and da 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 da. Get me a grain bowl or something. But that's like here, that's like the exception and not the norm. <laughs> Man. Which is so hard. Like, I had fried chicken today for lunch. And I was just like, mm. Kristen, get the baked chicken. I'm like, nope, I'll have the fried chicken. Thank you. And please. 
you in line the whole make... way, like, I'm going to order the big chicken. I'm order the big chicken. I'm looking order at the big, big chicken. chicken. I was like, the big chicken, what you have? have? the fried chicken please. yeah the lady in front of me ordered fried chicken i was like gosh oh, i was like the baked chicken just didn't look as good as the fried chicken <laughs> it never does sometimes okay. it does sometimes mm. baked chicken looks really good if it's like that kind of crust you know like kind of the crust on the top and i love it so sometimes it's good there's i went to a different place their um baked chicken didn't look that hot so I was like, Mm-mm. I'm going to go with the fried chicken because I know that's delicious. And I thought I was doing good by not getting, like, mac and cheese. So I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is not get mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but I still got really awful. Okay, I was just going to get rice and gravy instead because somehow in my mind that was better than getting mac and cheese. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah basically it's, yeah. Six, six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Oh God, Atlanta's the worst. Uh <laughs> there's a wing place and fried chicken on every corner. Tries mm, mm, mm. Okay. Ooh, what was that? That was what? loud. That's something. It sounded like you slammed something. Oh, that was actually me clapping. Oh, <laughs> Okay. I slammed something one hand into another. <laughs> also known as clapping. My beefy fingers. Yes. That's your beefy. <laughs> you were stupid. <laughs> they do. I tell you, they're like little sausages. I don't have any nails right now. And so I feel like I just have like little sausage fingers. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, God. Oh. This is crazy. Uh, uh, whatever. It's true. Little sausage fingers. Sausages. Okay. Now I'm hungry talking about chicken and sausages. I know. I didn't eat dinner either. Cause I, ate I know. I had yogurt. Chicken. Yeah, you don't need to. You're done. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about eating some oatmeal, but now it's too late even for oatmeal. I was like, I don't want to. I'm not going to eat anything. Um, I'm good. I was like, I ate so heartily today at lunch. So that was about. Maybe that was pretty late. So it was about. Five-ish, I think. No, maybe four. Maybe four, four, between four and five. So I'm like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, okay. Mm-hmm. So wait, tell me everything. Have a yes. couple of stories. So the first one's going to be real short because I thought it was funny, but I'm just like, dude, nobody care. Boy, bye. Okay. So apparently no more white girls for Tay Dicks. Oh, okay. Did he he made a declaration like he's done or Yes, he has. He said he oh. caught so much flack from the black community. From the black community, dude, for real. Really? After who's checking for Tay Diggs? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I was like he's checking for Tay Diggs. He really thinks a lot of himself. That's all I got from this. Um, after married outside of his race, that he's now hesitant about even dating someone who isn't black. I, his quote, I don't know if I can ever mess with a white girl now. And I was like, okay. Okay. And so he had a recent interview with TMZ. Um, he said at one point he stopped dating white women altogether for fear of how um, black folks would react to him dating white women. Uh-huh. And now he's unsure if he ever will, because, but he's not knocking the possibility completely. Um, he said, I feel like I've had to deal with that for so long that it has changed what I think I like and what I am attracted to. He's saying like he doesn't he's not really attracted to white women anymore. 
and I don't like that. That goes against who I am as a person. I was like, dude, bye, boy, bye. Um, nobody, hey, nobody checking for you. Don't nobody care. I, nobody cares. Go, live your life, Tay Diggs. Live your I life. I was like, you are an entire grown man. <laughs> you are. A little, a little one. You're a but, little one. But you're an entire <laughs> but man. But you are a full grown man. Full grown man <laughs> who is not exactly a young whippersnapper. So, no. why no. do you care? I know black women, we can be a force to be reckoned with. True. But why do you care? Yeah. Just, like just all live your, your life. choices, like and love who you want to. You're not marrying all black women. Like you have, mm-hmm. you know, I know he was in the 90s very much um, a black actor in terms of like he did a lot of those 90s um, black, you know, mm-hmm. romantic comedies and stuff. Sure. But, but like, Tay Diggs is like Broadway trained, you know, has a decent voice, you know, kind of got his start, you know, in the original production of Rent. So -hmm. it's like, it's not like he doesn't have crossover appeal or that he can't do other things. So I'm just like, you know, don't like blame black women for the failure of your career or your marriage or you no longer being attracted to white women. Like, I was like, I don't understand, like, what... Or anything. Like, we ain't got nothing to do with you, dude. Like, this is your life. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, do you? We don't care as much as you think you do. Let me say this, Tay Diggs, because if you're listening... If you're listening, Tay. Live your life. We don't care about you. Live your best (laughs) life. Live your your best best life. life. Listen Let's to Oprah. If you want to listen to any black women, listen to Oprah. Go live your best life. Yeah, we don't care what you do, dude. We don't care, dude. Just it's all it's all good. Dude, we good. We care only when you say things about us disparagingly. Yeah. That's what we care. Yeah. But you dating, marrying, whatever. Because there's a lot of black men that we still support that are married to white women. We don't. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're good. We're good. Because I was we're like, good. you know, because most of us have, you know. A black man or we have a man or something or we ain't checking for you so we good we, we, yeah we're good we're good we're, i mean and honestly we stopped checking for you back in the 90s so we're good i never was checking for him because i never was attracted to tate diggs because he was short although lorenz tate oh, i did tate. like and he's a little shorty but and he have you seen him lately no i haven't oh seen my him god lately. i started following him on instagram Man, like a fine wine. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Lawrence Tate has always been very attractive. Yes, not minister society, Lawrence Tate, but you know, Love Jones. Love Jones, yeah, Love Jones. Even the Frankie Lyman story, I was like, okay, he's cute. He can move. He can do some stuff. So yeah, that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yeah, Lawrence Tate. So yeah, for the most part, I was like, dude. Mm -mm. Your yeah. chocolate, I do like that, but uh-huh. you're like a little man, and no, I don't find that sexy or attractive. Sorry, people, you know, <laughs> live, know your, you know, live your truth and what yeah. you embrace what you Absolutely. like. So life is too short. Life is too short to be worrying about other people. It just sounds like. I, you know, we keep it PG on here, but you know what I'm thinking. He sounds like a little, you know what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> stop. 
<laughs> Stop it. Cut it out. Oh, that is funny. Okay. So, bye, boy. Get out of bye, here. Bye, boy. Get out of here. Um, so, the other news, there are, like, a lot of things going on this week. And I cut mm-hmm. a lot of things out because I'm, like, I just can't with y'all. Um, the Neo's wife said something stupid. Stacy Dash is running for office. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And, like, you know, just a bunch of other things. So I just started crossing stuff out. I was like, I ain't talking about this. I'm not giving them any... Um, any more sacred airtime. Right, right. So what I am going to talk about is some of my favorite people just out there doing great things um, and standing up to the man. And when I say the man, (laughs) (laughs) I mean the actual man, uh, President Totler. So the Warriors skipped their White House visit. So you remember the whole thing after winning, uh, people were asking if they were going to go to the White House, you know, because of, you know, and so they, a lot of them said they weren't sure. And Steph Curry was like, I don't, you know, I don't think so, but I don't know. And so, you know, he had that whole tweet about, oh, the Warriors are hesitating. It's a great honor to be invited to the White House. Invitate, don't worry about it. Invitation rescinded. Um, or whatever. And so then I think it was LeBron James who was like, they said they didn't want to go, idiot. You can't like <laughs> send an invitation to people who said right. they didn't want to go. So right, that right, was right. that whole like Twitter thing that was hilarious. And I was like, yes. I need the president of the United States not to be on Twitter rescinding <sighs> invitations. And not to be on Twitter, to... period. Yes. I was like, again, like, why does he still have his phone? Like, they made such a big deal uh, about Barack Obama having his phone. Took it away. Like, he kept it, but they took everything that he could do off of his phone. Yeah. But this idiot still has Twitter. I just don't understand it. And so, so finally this week, it happened yesterday, actually. So they said they were going to, um, they finally shared what they were going to do this week, and they, like I said, they did it yesterday. So okay. instead of going to the White House, they were going to spend time with children from Kevin Durant's hometown of Seat Pleasant, Maryland, and they were taking them to the African American Museum and just hanging out with the kids. Oh, that's an interesting alternative. Yeah, the opposite of going to this White House. <laughs> so <laughs> it really um, is the opposite. So Clay Thompson, who's, you know, one of the star players of the Warriors, said, uh-huh. we're doing a great thing anyways. Anyways, of course they are. The White House is a great honor, but there's extenuating circumstances that we felt that we're not comfortable doing. We're uh-huh. not going to politicize anything. We're just going to hang out with some kids, take them to an African-American museum, and hopefully teach them things we learned along the way in life lessons, and we'll still be getting some great memories. Um, but even though he said that, the fact of them not going is totally politicizing the whole thing, because for sure. a whole team not to go? Yeah, I mean, there's no way. I, I Like, I get the effort to sort of be like, it's not political, but clearly, like... <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you just, the whole, like, you're, you've been, you know, this is, it is, you know, the traditional thing, you win a championship, you get invited to the White House, you go, it's an honor, like, that's how it's supposed to go, for you, like, the whole team not to go is but a political yeah, statement. officially, they did not get an invitation, so well, usually the president, you right. know, invites them, and he received an invitation, so they never formally 
got the invitation to go. <laughs> so, you know, they're just like, oh, we're not being political. We didn't get invited. Like, right, because y'all said y'all weren't sure. going. <laughs> right, yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. It's all it's, crazy. It's all, so, it's all semantics at this point. Yeah, and so Steph Curry had this to say. He said, it's kind of like, it's kind of beating a dead horse at this point. We're excited uh-huh. to have an opportunity that we're going to tomorrow as a team. But other than that, it's a business trip. And we're excited to keep the road trip going. So that's really all it's about. So he's uh-huh. just like, whatever. Like, we got to go. We're going on this trip. We're all going. All right. And, um, yeah, we're going to do something, you know, good and, you know, hang out with these kids and, you know, I know that's a big thing for like Kevin Durant and for his like hometown for him to come back and you know to bring the team and the kids. So I was like, that's sweet. So yeah, that's I was cool. like, how exciting! Uh-huh. So I haven't read any like follow stories because there are a bunch of follow stories today because this happened on Wednesday or yesterday. Okay, very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Nice. So those are my little stories. So just. Okay. Yeah, not too much tomfoolery, but <laughs> no, very good. I decided against the tomfoolery and the things that would have <laughs> us talking for another hour because <laughs> Neo's wife and her comment, I yeah, it oh, was wow. just ridiculous. Okay, okay, I don't know anything about that. Of course, you don't. Do you even know who Neo is? Peripherally. Okay. What? Again, if you didn't know who Fifty Cent was, I don't know why. I knew who Fifty Cent. No, you didn't. I just heard of the name, and I knew he was a rapper. You knew he was a rapper, but you did not know who Fifty Cent was. Because if you did, this you know big strapping black man walks on the stage. Who is clearly 50 Cent, you would have recognized him. But because you did not know who he was. I didn't know who he was on site because I never really laid eyes on him. Well, that's the big part of knowing who somebody is. But I knew who he, like, was as a person in the world. Yeah, you knew he existed, right? Again, (laughs) that is a big part of knowing who someone is, is going, oh, that's Andrea right there. I see her. <laughs> like, I know that that is her. I can identify her as such. So, yeah, there you go. It's fine. It's fine. We all made those kinds of things. I can't, I don't recall a time when I've done something like that, but, or anybody in the history of the world, but um, <laughs> who's mistaken or didn't know who someone is of that stature. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Sure, it happens all the time. I'm sure it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it doesn't. There's lots of people that you just don't need to lay eyes on for any reason. Wow. And that was his year, too. Okay, I'm sorry. That That's mm-hmm. still, like, the funniest thing you've ever done. Um, all right, let's get personal. What's been going on with you? Let's get personal. Um, let's see. Um, so... I was going to share my funny story, my funny, sad story from the supermarket the other day. Um, (laughs) It's so ridiculous. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's sad, funny, like it's one of those moments. So um, I've been, so I've been on this healthy eating, 
like plan nothing really new but just trying to be like a lot more focused on like weekly meal prep and you know and also also trying to like save money like so I'm trying to like you know cook cook I'm cooking the cooking I've been doing great with like cooking my meals for the week um and all of that but then the snacking has been like you know it's been fun I've been healthy snacking but I've also been buying stuff you know so I was like you know what I can make these little protein boxes myself I don't need to buy these expensive like four or five dollar protein things you know so I went to I made just you know like a special stop at the store um and um just to get like I wanted you know some uh, like a thing of almonds and some blueberries and some of that you know like shredded chicken you know they sell like pre-prepped or whatever you know and then um some cheese (laughs) so I was just looking for a block of cheddar cheese that I could like cut into little small cubes and put in my um do-it-yourself protein box Mm -hmm. and so um so I went to the cheese section and I'm looking around and it's like one of those like kind of like big um uh it's, it's like at the center of you know like kind of at the center of the store where you have to like go around the whole thing like it's mm-hmm. stuff on all sides i recall that cheese mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm walking around and i'm looking you know for like there's and they have like a, just a ton of cheese or whatever all these different sorts or whatever and i see the harlsberg cheese and i don't know why i still like i'm not sure why the first thing that occurred to me when i looked at and and read the label for the Harlsberg cheese was how my mom didn't know how to pronounce that word. (laughs) So, so my mom, um, so for those listening audience who doesn't know, I'm adopted. Um, my mom, um, spoke, um, only Spanish. She, um, was, um, born in Argentina, raised in Argentina, had Spanish Spaniard parents, and she always, and she actually had a really um, bad auditory problem. Like she didn't hear very well. Um, and so she had a really hard time learning English. Like she could get by very um, thinly with just like, you know, basic stuff. But she, you know, she was not fluent at all. She could read English. Um, and so she like read the like newspaper in English and all that. But like speaking it and he, like understanding it when it was spoken to her was really difficult Mm. and so um and then of course pronunciation is also hard when you can't you know like you can't really hear you know you have a very um heavy spanish accent anyway so she could not say harlsberg to save her life (laughs) so whatever whatever reason i see the harlsberg cheese and the first thing that comes to my mind is sort of the sound bite of my mom trying to say the word Harlsberg. And I like kind of like chuckled at it. And then like the next thing I knew, I like burst into tears. Like it was so awful. Cause I'm standing in front of this like cheese, like rotunda thing. And I am just like, it was so fast and so like caught me off guard that I was like, it was just gone. Like, it was like the horse was out of the gate <laughs> and there was no, like, reining it back in. Like, Mm-mm. I was just like a flood of tears and I'm just standing there and I, like, literally couldn't do anything about it. Like, I was like, okay, so I'm just going to stand here and cry, like, 
a lunatic <laughs> in the middle of the store, you know, like as though I'm overwhelmed by the like sheer volume of, of cheese. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't uh... possibly decide on a cheese. <laughs> yeah. Totally me. Like I was like, oh my gosh. I know and I was like, and I know this looks crazy. Like people, you know, and it was Right after work, you know, like oh. 5, 30, 6 o'clock. So the place is full of people. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm there by myself and no one sees me or I can kind of play this off. Like, nope, there are people shopping for cheese, too. There are people all over, like, in the vicinity wondering what the hell was wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> so it was so ridiculous. Um, and, yeah, so finally, like, I just kind of, like, subsided, and I pulled myself together and found the cheese that I wanted and made my way back to the car and, you know, to the register and, you know, paid my stuff, paid for my groceries and got out of there. But, oh, my word, it was so, so ridiculous. And I haven't had a moment like that in a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's just always just knocks you right off your feet when something like that sneaks up on you. Um, and it, it was just so funny to me. And so like ridiculous looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't been back to the store yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hoping that people will forget. Um, so yeah, so that was my, um, my little like <clears throat> craziness over the weekend where I was just like, okay, so that's still real fresh. <laughs> Didn't know that. Um, so, but grief is just like that. So for anyone out there who's, you know, lost someone they loved or, you know, kind of whether it was recent, you know, my mom now passed away um, three years ago and, um, mm -hmm. and my father much longer than that. Um, it's been 16 years. So, um, but, you know, it's just, it doesn't ever, you know, it, it definitely gets easier. Like it's obviously it's not something that I carry with me really heavily every single day, like when it was still brand new. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's moments like these where <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay. I'm really sad about that. Didn't, didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> um, but Hey, it's okay. So yeah. Um, well, whatever, wherever can relate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, wherever you are with it and whatever, however you're processing, um, you're doing it the right way because there's no right way to do it. It <coughs> is what it is. Um, yes, so, yeah. So, that's my um, let's get mm. personal. And I'm excited about the thing that I'm excited about looking forward to the weekend is Oscar night. Yeah. Oscar night, Oscar party night. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have such a good time. We're gonna FaceTime yeah. with Kristen. We're gonna FaceTime her in to our LA party. And it's gonna be amazing. So much fun. That's yet to be seen. Mm -hmm. Um whatever. So <laughs> And Kristen is salty for reasons that don't make any sense. Do amazing. There's no party without me. God. Yeah, there actually is a party and you're not gonna be there can't have it's not right but i'm I, not gonna i'm not gonna no 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 not gonna keep talking about it because it's not right <laughs> you're not gonna make it right and that's just how it is that's oh the way God. it is oh my god and that's the way it is i was in like the <laughs> kroger is 
those like 90s pop songs and I was like okay well first of all I know all of these songs uh-huh. and it was like that was on and some other songs and I started like singing under my breath and nothing and I was like oh lord I can't believe I know all these songs but the funny thing is like I kept passing other like black women in and out of the aisles of like my age and they were uh-huh. also singing so it was so oh funny. wow that's funny and it'll be like a random like Christina Aguilera song or like um who seems that that's the way it is? Is that, is that Celine Dion? Who is that? I don't know. I don't know I what song remember. you're singing. What? Which? That? What? That's the way it is. I can't. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I, I can't I remember who sings that, that now, but like I knew every word. So I was like, why? So yeah, 20 years ago, I still know the song. Or whatever. So yeah, so personal. So as you could hear throughout the episode sorry with a snorting and coughing and clearing my throat that I've been sick like since last Saturday Uh I had you know cupcake on um Saturday I took her to the Hello Kitty truck so cute oh my god it was adorable and we waited in line for two hours oh gosh yeah and there were, um, I guess there, you know, it was outdoors and there was, I guess, trees. My allergies. I left there and we went, you know, that's why I was like, you have to go back to the office for me for a little bit. I have to work. Uh-huh. And then we'll go, you know, see the babies, our friends, kids, you know, whatever, uh-huh. and play with them. But in between that brief time, I had, like, the worst, like, sinus headache, and, like, I needed to, like, lay down. Like, I felt horrible. And so it was just, it's, you know, been, you know, kind of working its way out, like, over the past kind of, Uh, like, you uh know, few days. But I've been, like, so sick um, of just, like, just headache and then congestion and then a cough. So it's kind of, like, working its way down. It's just been super annoying. So I've been dealing with that. Oh, okay. Oh. I just want to put this out there. Okay, I okay. am not a parent. No, no biological children. I am the best auntie and godmommy yes. around. Um, people, it is not okay to have rude children. No, oh, um, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than rude children. There are these three little girls with their. I don't know if one of them was her kid and two of them were her um, nieces because I just kept hearing one of them calling her TT. Um, So they were in front um, of us and they had like little folding chairs that they would sit in. So like, Uh which was smart, but it was very annoying because they were like, kept like moving the chair, doing this. And like, it was just a whole lot dealing with like three little girls in these two folding chairs. It was like, I got tired of looking at them for two hours. And then so uh, Cupcake was with me and, you know, she's, you know, kind of like very lively, but, you know, just like a kind of a funny, but kind of an upbeat, like kind of sweet kid Uh and friendly. She's friendly. And so she didn't really talk to them or say anything um, because she, we were staying there, we were talking and they just like turned around and gave her like the dirtiest look. And I was like, why are like, little children giving this little baby like a stink 
face. Like, I just did not understand it. And then, so at one point, Ainsley was standing, and she, oh, whatever, I won't say her name now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my baby. Already. Yes, I was like, cut that out. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> not cutting it out. Turning around, and she, um, I guess, got too close to the chair. Like, she didn't touch the chair. But I guess it was just too close to the chair. The little girl turned around, gave her this mean look, and, like, got up and, like, pushed her chair forward. Oh, God. And I was like, are you serious? And at one point, we were, you know, we were moving along, we were doing something, and they all were just kind of, like, turned around and, like, looking at her and, like, not saying anything, just, like, staring at her. And so I was like, Ainsley, it's not, it's rude to just stare at people. Just say hello. Mm-hmm. And so Ainsley was like, hello. And so they just kind of didn't say anything and just turned around. And like, oh mind you, these kids are like six or seven. And I was like, I just don't understand this behavior. I don't understand this behavior. At and all. what were the parents doing or the aunt? Nothing. Didn't acknowledge it at all. Just standing there. Nothing. Didn't say a word. And I was like, I was just so, so not annoyed because I was like, how dare you? Yeah, so, that is just awful. It was what just is horrible. wrong with you? What is wrong? What? Why are you this way? You're so little. You're like, so little. Like, who, why are yeah. you like mean and you're little? Like, you're a child. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. So, well, yeah, clearly so that the was... adults in their lives are not doing their job. Cause... Right, because I'm like, just because you're auntie and not mom doesn't mean that you're not responsible for their, like, behavior while they're out in public. Right. And, like, teaching, you know, making sure their character and that they're being polite and, you know, doing things. So I was just like, ugh, so... Rude. So rude. Yeah, and like these are little kids aren't like that with other little kids. So, well, it's good because she went and got lots and lots of love from the other babies once we left uh-huh. there. So, yeah, so that was kind of my Saturday and just dealing with the continuing saga of my car. One more thing, it cut off on me twice, uh-huh. both times in a fast food parking lot. One time by my choice, the other time just so happened to do that. Um, and just, I'm so tired of this car, but it's, we're, we're going to hang in there. Gotta hang uh, in there. Gotta hang in there just a little while longer. I, cause buying a new car is just not in my, um, things to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. Even though like, you know, for my particular profession, like a car is super important. Yes. But I was like, I, you're pretty much all new inside so i need you to behave as such yeah Um, yeah really yeah so crazy so dealing with that i haven't checked it back in with the insurance lady but i will be following up with you because yes i am not i am not done oh that's right justice will be justice will prevail it will it will oh my goodness for sure (sighs) i know okay so yeah, so that was my yeah. I've been a sicky 
found my way to Wakanda once again. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was so, yeah, I saw it again today and it was so good to see it um, just one more time. Although, okay, the scene that you said, like that. um, I didn't see it this time. Okay, and I looked this time, I was looking specifically because you said that they were in the background and I'm looking and looking and I was like, I don't know where she sees them. I didn't see it. I like was looking for that and I was like, okay, I'm not crazy because I saw that and I couldn't stop. I couldn't, I was like, I don't understand why this is here. So I don't know. That was weird. I hadn't drank or anything. Did I drink? (laughs) I don't think so. I did have a Jack and Ginger, but in the movies while we were watching, but that had nothing to do with this. Anyway, I didn't see it this time either. So I was like, so like, oh my God, like I did not make that up, but I, yeah, I didn't see it. I'm going to have to see it a third time. I'm going to have to tell her that I don't know what she's talking about because I was specifically, when that scene came up, I was like, okay, here we go. I'm like, I was not paying attention to the two main characters talking because I was looking around to see, like, where you saw the other two people. And, yeah, I was like, I don't know okay. what you're talking about. I got to see it. Kristen okay, over there making means... stuff up. Making no, stuff it just up. means I have to see it one more time. because I'm again. So, um, and the other thing was, you know, because things happened in the beginning, I didn't realize that at the very beginning of the movie – the talking was the father telling um, Eric about Wakanda. Like, I didn't like... Oh, you okay, yeah. Because I had forgotten all about that, how the movie began. Uh-huh. began. So I was like, oh, right, that's him telling his son. Because I was like, who, what, what little kid, who is this? Uh-huh. Okay, so that, and oh, my church, my pastor, okay, we all had, we had, you know, had a great pastor at home. <clears throat> my pastor here in Atlanta love him Morehouse man his wife with Spellman um, and they're so cute and so he did a whole thing at Bible study last night about Black Panther I started like I you, you I sent, sent me the, you guys the live stream yeah so I watched I started to watch but then I was like oh it's an hour and a half so I'm gonna have to just catch it later yeah. but like I just saw the very like first like 10 minutes so I was like oh this is gonna be interesting so how how was it it was phenomenal like it was super cool. like interesting it was very like very much like academic you know talking about you know like different you know African cultures um tying all the main characters to um, a figure in the bible um you know, kind of like the symbolism of like one of the things he talked about was the symbolism of kind of of darkness, of blackness, uh-huh. and how you know we always talk about it's very it was kind of, it's very radical, but like especially not radical for someone who comes from his background. Sure. Like for a lot of people, like it's like what um, he's talked about. You know, about the whole the blackness in the movie and how. We always talk about, you know, Jesus in terms of, like, light, but, you know, like, in God or whatever, but how, you know, Jesus kind of um, begat light, you know, or was the cause of light. Uh So he's like, if you think of God, like, he was there in, like, the darkness. So, like, 
you know, it was like thinking of God as, um, you know, be like blackness being tied to God, whereas like usually it's kind of like light or things that are white or that kind of thing. So he went in many different ways. Some very controversial things he said Uh uh uh, because he talked about the T'Challa Nakia relationship Uh and how he was like, you don't really know what their relationship is or the nature of their relationship now or whatever. You just know something's going on there. There's some past. There's something. It's a special relationship. You know, they don't go too much into details of what that relationship is. So he kind of um, talked about Nakia as a, God, I can't remember the first person he said, but also like a Mary Magdalene character. Oh, interesting. And how, you know, she had the special relationship um, with Jesus and all that kind of stuff. So he, yeah, he mentioned some very controversial things. Okay. And so um, it was, and I was like, okay, Dr. Baca. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, it was good. I liked it. It was okay. very good. So yeah, take a listen. Anybody out there? Zion Hill is my church. They did this on their Facebook page the live um, um, taping of that Bible study that happened on Wednesday, if you want to check it out. Yeah, it's okay. great. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very good. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, so I guess that's everything. Oh, the other exciting thing is that I finally got my um, – I had lost the tracker, you know, a little, like, health tracker that mm-hmm. I was wearing. I lost it sadly like one day like at work and just never was able to find it again and um so I contacted the company and I was you know like I you know just explain like you know I looked for it and I can't find it and is there any way because I didn't lose the bracelet part I just lost the actual tracker piece you know mm-hmm. and um they like sent me a coupon code so that I could get 50% off just ordering a new one but not paying full price for it no, that's nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, okay. shout so, out to know. Shout out to uh, Bella Beat for great customer service. And it came in the mail today. So I, um, I'm very excited because I really got used to wearing it. And it was really helpful, like kind of that little motivation of, you know, seeing mm-hmm. how many steps I've walked and checking how many hours I've slept and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm very glad to have that. Back on my wrist. So, mm-hmm. if you need a cool tracker that looks like jewelry and not like a Fitbit, go to bellabeat.com and get you one. Yep. And they did not pay her for this ad. They, yeah. No one has, no one paid me for this. But I did get that 50% discount. I really do appreciate it. But they didn't even, oh my God, what would you have gotten if they knew that we have, you know, all 20 of our listeners now? <laughs> You know, if they knew that all people listening were going to go to the website, I'm sure I would have gotten a free one, but it's okay. Uh, (laughs) All right, girl. All right, girl. Well, I guess we'll do this again next week. I get. Huh?
Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find us on Pocket Cast, Google Play, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, help us get the word out. Get social with us on our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and IG at Wait, Tell Me Pod. Questions or feedback? Email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com.